Welcome to Movie Interrupted. I'm Luke Ryan. Uh, today, in this episode, we're going to be discussing San Diego Comic Con, which occurred this past weekend, and in particular, focus on the announcements in H Hall, typically reserved for Marvel properties. San Diego Comic Con is the epicenter of pop culture entertainment. At this yearly event, comic fans, creators, and experts congregate to attend panels, go to parties, and participate in discussions that are all centered on some aspect of comics. It's here in Hall where a baseball cap wearing Kevin Feige announces the upcoming slate of Marvel films and phases to get fans salivating for the coming years of entertainment. On Sunday of San Diego Comic-Con, it was Kevin Feige who graced the stage of H Hall. And as fans sat on the edge of their seats in anticipation, good old baseball cap-wearing Feige outlined the majority of the next two MCU phases, leading up to the epic conclusion with dual Avenger films. Now let's go through some of the announcements, and then afterwards we'll break down and I'll give you my general thoughts about what I'm looking forward to the most what I have hopes for, what I couldn't care less about, and my general feelings about this whole new saga that has been announced. Now, starting off, at the moment we are in Phase 4, and Phase 4 is being rounded out by the She-Hulk and Black Panther number 2. Phase 5 kicks off in 2023 with The Secret Invasion, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Loki, Stage 2, Loki, Season 2, Echo, Blade, and Ironheart. In 2024, Phase 5 continues with Disney Plus series Agatha, Coven of Chaos, Captain America, New World Order, Daredevil, Born Again, Thunderbolts, and later on in 2024, Phase 6 begins with Fantastic Four. In 2025, we get our dual Avengers films and the culmination and the culmination of this multiverse saga with Avengers Kang Dynasty, Avengers Secret War. Now, first off, there are a couple of films that are definitely missing from this list. Uh, that were already on the slate. We know that we're getting an Ant-Man 3, Quantumania, where we're going to be introduced to Kang. We know we're going to be getting some form of an Armored Wars. And there are several other untitled properties within there. So take that into consideration when you look at these movies. I mean, just in general, looking at 2023, there are already six properties that have been announced, plus... The additional. I mean, do we really want that many superhero films? Anyway, breaking down all of those films, I think the thing that I'm looking forward to most is probably Fantastic Four. I feel like they were the originals. You know, they were the ones that Stanley put the most care and effort into, and I don't think we've seen 
them done exactly right. And in particular, I'm talking about Dr. Doom. Um, the Fantastic Family have been done pretty well with um, a few asterisks next to Ben Grimm, a.k.a. The Thing. But overall, you would say they've been done substantial. But it's Dr. Doom and his impact on the MCU that I'm most interested in. And I really think that film's going to give us our dark horse villain. Um, Dr. Doom is one of the ultimate villains of the MCU universe, potentially even rivaling uh, Kang. So I feel like that's going to set us up for the, f the next phases. Um, some of the films that I have really high hopes for, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I've got kind of apprehensive hopes for. I really disliked number two. It was too silly. Um, I'm really hoping that in number three, we learn more about Rocket's origins. We get a bit of a more dimensional side to his character instead of the attitude that they lent into with Guardians 2. My hope is that we finally get back to a grown-up version of Groot, similar to Guardians 1. Um, he was probably one of my favorite characters from the first film and the dynamic he had with so many of the other Guardians that baby Groot and teenage Groot just really haven't lived up to what I first enjoyed. Um, some of the other films that I have really high hopes for are some of the properties I really have no idea about. And I'm actively staying away from them because I really do want to go into some of these films blind and experience everything it has to offer rather than sitting there going, well, you know, that's not the character that I know from the comics or they've really butchered that story. I, I want to just take it in fresh as a fan. Um, Ironheart sounds really interesting to me. Thunderbolts. I know a little bit about Thunderbolts because of my love of uh, Spider-Man and Norman Osborn, but I, I don't know too much. Um, it'd be great to get the Sentry into that, but I don't know how we could get such a powerhouse um, hero into this MCU when at the moment we're really going down a non-powered house version. Um, we don't really have anything to rival it. And Blade will certainly be really good and be really great to see Wesley Snipes somehow incorporated into that. Um, I think that would be really fantastic. And also the rumor that the actor who plays Homelander has been cast as Dracula in that. Feels like we're going to get a lot more vampire lore within that film. Now, some of the things I couldn't care less about. Um, you can hear probably my voice change already. I think Agatha Coven of Chaos, I think it's too long. You know, WandaVision was, was the beginning of this year and it would have been great to have it sooner, but I can't imagine audiences are going to care uh, two years later to find out what's happened to Agatha. Um, I would really love to care about Captain America. I think having the Falcon as Captain America is awesome. I love the diversity. I love the wings. But I just think it poses too many problems when, at the end of the day, he's still just a guy. Um, I almost wish in the miniseries Falcon and Winter Soldier he had have taken some of the super serum. I feel like it would have solved a lot of problems. Um, we're in a super world. We don't need more people like, you know, Hawkeye and Black Widow and Falcon who really just have no powers. Even just some sort of strength and durability would do. 
And then, of course, Avengers Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars. But I'm a little bit... Um, uh, look, I'm I'm hopeful for it, but I'm also wary of it too because I don't see anybody on the roster of Avengers that really gets me excited. Um, I think it's probably going to be led by Doctor Strange. And while Doctor Strange is cool, we just really haven't seen too much of him that that is relevant to the comics. I think he's a very dull-down character. And while still being cool... Um, it's hard to, uh, what am I trying to say? I think in Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, we didn't really get a Doctor Strange film that pushed him further. We got him dealing with America Chavez and that's left me a little bit, um, unsure about him leading a new Avengers team. Hopefully as phase five, six progresses, we get a bit more clarity into who are our standout hero heroes and who are those ones that are going to replace our great Iron Man, our Captain America, our Thor, our Spider-Man, and all of those ones that are just the quintessential heroes that we love. Now, this whole saga has been labeled the multiverse saga, and it's ending with this Secret Wars, which is going to be a real killer of a movie, depending upon which comic they base it on. And uh, I feel like Doctor, not Doctor Strange. I feel like, I feel like Doctor Doom's going to have a big part in that. I uh, I have general. My general feelings about the multiverse saga are: these movies are starting to move away from me as the core audience. Um, I think originally the MCU, it was me. You know, it was people who loved comic books, whether you had a, a full-on obsession or whether you had a casual interest, you were able to really be excited about these heroes and, and interested. And I think now it's trying to tap into all these different um, genres, uh, different groups of people. It's trying to appeal to so many different people. And back when the MCU first started, the understanding was is that you would consume all of it because it would have crossovers and things that would apply to other films. And since Endgame, I've really struggled with that. Um, there are some properties of Marvel that I just haven't watched, um, partly because I don't care about them, but I, f I have that kind of uh, need to watch it in case it has things that cross over. So those include Hawkeye, I've never been a big fan of Hawkeye because I love superheroes, not dudes with no powers. Um, Miss Marvel and and Miss Marvel. I think that's it so far. Um, I will try and watch Miss Marvel because I'm a huge fan of Captain Marvel. I'm probably one of the only ones. But I do hope that Brie Larson does get her day in the sun. I think overall the multiverse saga is really exciting. It opens up new doors, new complicated doors that we don't particularly know and we can't predict ahead of time. But I also have that air of concern that um, I'm perhaps not the target audience anymore. I'm an old MCU fan and I don't think this new saga of films is really targeting me. And that's possibly because we don't have our key superheroes 
that fans like me really do want to see. Um, I possibly... No. Anyway. <clears throat> well, that's my feelings about the multiverse saga and all the films that have been dropped. I'd really love to hear your uh, thoughts on the films and which ones you are most excited for and which properties you couldn't care less about. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Are you suffering from superhero movie fatigue? Symptoms may include sequel-induced nausea, acute aversion to origin stories, aching arms and dry throat from shouting at the movie screen, and constantly saying the phrase, that's not what happened in the comics. Well, it's never too late to quit. With every new cycle or phase of deafening promotion, audiences start to break as they can only handle so many capes and tights before the bubble threatens to burst. Are you sticking with a franchise out of obligation rather than interest? Here are five signs that you may be getting the dreaded superhero movie fatigue. Number five, storylines are becoming too repetitive. You can pick what's going to happen a mile away. Number four, superhero movies are starting to flop. Yes, audiences are preferring something else. Box office regulars see drops, a.k.a. Thor, Love and Thunder. Two, a lack of diversity. And one, sequels are coming out just too fast. Now, after 10 years of Marvel films and the triumphant culmination of Infinity War and Endgame, it's natural fans were experiencing fatigue. It doesn't help that we have more superhero content than ever before with the addition of Disney Plus series. Perhaps Marvel should have had a break to allow audiences time to miss it. The sad part is Marvel knows they don't have time. With each year that goes by, actors age out of the roles that connect them to the multiverse. My feeling is audiences are now gravitating to the content that interests them rather than consuming it all. Audiences are also wanting different. This is why the Batman did so well. I think you can also draw a line of conclusions from the success of Top Gun Maverick. Yes, it's a great film with amazing visuals that enable you to be swept away, but it's not a superhero. It's not predictable. It's set more in the real world. Does the audience's craving for something different feed into that film's success? Let me know your thoughts. Well, everybody, that's the end of this episode of Movie Interrupted. Join us next week where we'll be discussing the movie Free Guy and after that taking a little bit of a break. This week's question is, what Marvel film are you most excited for? Bye.